L.A. fever made me feel all right, but I must admit it got the best of me. Getting down so deep I could have drowned, I couldn't get back the way I used to be. You will know those words. You will love those words. You may hate those words, but you will repeat those words. Oh, yes. Yes, my friends. It's another Harlan Highway podcast where I will brainwash you. Me being Harlan Williams, your host, this is the Harlan Highway. I am going to brainwash your brain. Okay? I'm going to brainwash your brain with something. uh, You'll see. Um, Also, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, your health. We're going to talk about what happens after you go to the doctor. Are you responsible or are you an idiot? Um, we're going to be talking about special little moments in life, quick little moments in life that you try to share with your friends, but you can't. No matter what you do, you're there together and you can't see the same thing your friend is seeing, even though they're pointing to it. And lastly, we are going to the Summer Olympics in London, England with Charles Parsley for another great athletic event. It's great. It's all here. It's the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You are causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. I hate to do it to you, gang. I really hate to do it to you. But secretly, I love to do it to you. Um, There it is. Every now and then, just to be a pest, or maybe just to enhance your life, you decide. I find a catchy clip from a catchy song, and I play it. Throughout the show, guaranteeing that at some point in the next week, if not every day, you will be humming or singing that little ditty out loud or in your head as you go about your business. And you don't think you will. I know you don't think you will, but I will brainwash you with it and it will pop out. It will just pop out. You'll be doing your groceries. You'll be brushing your teeth. You'll be getting ready for bed. You'll be gardening. And all of a sudden, you will sing or hum or whistle this little ditty. And uh, the best part of it is got to be, I mean, listen to this guy's voice. He does this bit where he goes, 
so deep I could have drowned. That's probably the part you're gonna you're gonna nail. Okay, that's probably the. the this is the part that you'll probably repeat. You're gonna go. Feeling down, so deep I could have drowned. Okay? Or just maybe, so deep I could have drowned. You don't think you will, but you're going to. This, this is the part I love. Listen. Yeah, that's it right there. Getting down, so deep I could have drowned. Here, here it is again. I'm just telling you, you're going to sing this. You are going to do this within the next seven days. Maybe multiple times if you're lucky. Oh, it's so cruel. It's just, But here's the good part of this brainwashing session. At least I'm not disguising it. At least I'm not hiding it. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm inserting something into your brain that you can't fight. You you think you will. You'll go through your week and you'll be like, oh, I'm never going to hum that. I'm never going to sing that. You will. You're going to. It's almost like a sure bet in Vegas. But like I said, I'm not hiding my motives. I'm not like the Church of Scientology where I'm slowly, secretly brainwashing you, taking over your mind and controlling it. I'm telling you right up front this is going to happen. And you got to love the way the guys write. No one else sings like that anymore. You're not going to find a guy that sings the word drown the way this guy does. I mean, listen, listen to the deepness. Listen to the way it trails off when he goes, so deep I could have drowned. I can't do it. But it's, it's oh, it's, listen to this again. Down. Here it is. Drown. I can't do it, but you're going to do it. You're going to try. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl, a man or a woman. And uh, I don't know why I do it. It's just it's just fun. It's just harmless fun, officer. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. I just wanted them to sing a thong and program their brains, officer. <laughs> okay, that was a bit excessive. So you're going to hear this peppered throughout today's show. Uh, if, if you're not willing to be knowingly brainwashed, uh, turn it off right now. Shut off the podcast right now. Or you can take it as a challenge, listen to the whole podcast, be brainwashed, and be one of those belligerent people that goes, no, no, not going to happen. No. He's not going to get me. It's the Harland Highway. It's a stupid podcast. It's not even funny. I don't even know why I listen. Well, let's not go that far, guys. But you're going to be like, there's no way. I'm not going to hum that. I'm not going to whistle. I'm not going to sing that ever, ever. And keep in mind, this could catch you like months from now. You could be out hiking in the mountains or carving a birdhouse in the garage. And all of a sudden, man, getting down so deep I'm going to drown. Oh, yeah. And if you make it through this, you you write me, you email me. If after five months you haven't done this, see, it's like a seed. It's like a disease. 
you may get away with it for the first few weeks, but somewhere down the road, this this seed has been planted. It's infected your brain. And somewhere, somehow, it's going to pop up. And maybe, just maybe, you'll think of me fondly. Or maybe, or maybe, you'll just be like, Oh, he was right! Oh, I'm going to, oh, I'm so mad at him! So anyways, enough of that. You're getting brainwashed. It's not a bad thing. It's a cool song. It could have been like a Muppet song or a Barney song. It's it's a cool tune. So when you do sing it, and you will, oh, yes, you will, it's going to be kind of cool. So let's get on with it. Uh, I believe we're going over to the Olympic Stadium in uh, London, England. It's the uh, Summer Olympics. It's exciting, and we have our correspondent over there uh, at one of the events going live over to London, England, Charles Parsley at the Summer Olympics. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 2012 Summer Olympics in London, England. I'm Charles Parsley. And we have a wonderful event for you today. We are live at the track and field stadium here in London. And today's event, one of the most anticipated events of these whole summer games, the drop and dump competition. We have competitors from all over the world vying for the title of the human being that can drop the largest shit. We have from the Netherlands, Lugak Londorg, the Korean champion, Nook Wahilo, Canadian Paul Labranche, and Jamaican contender, Rondo Moller. Today, our contestants, our finally tuned athletes, will be stepping up to the scales. There they are. They're walking out onto the field, onto the track, and you can hear the crowd getting aroused as these these finely tuned athletes will step up to a large silver scale and drop a bowel movement. Of course, the contestant, the Olympian, with the biggest dump will win the gold. Silver going to the individual who does the second biggest dump. And of course, bronze going to whoever drops the smallest shit. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Our contestants are stepping up, stepping up to the scale, a large giant silver scale in the middle of the field. A big digital readout that tells us the weight of the bowel movement about to happen. And it looks like the Korean... No, they're changing the order here. It looks like the Danish... The Danish Olympian Lugak Londorg will be the first to drop his load. He steps up to the scale. He's dropped his spandex shorts. He's dropped his spandex shorts. He's standing on the scale and he goes into the squat position, ladies and gentlemen. He's squatting on the scale. Big silver scale. He's pushing. He's grunting. His face straining. His eyes shut like he's just sucked on a raw lemon. And hit something is poking out of his anus. Something is poking. Here it comes. It's a slider. It's a slider and it's plopped onto the onto the scale. Lugak Londorg has created a monster. It's a huge giant piece of shit. 
and he steps off the scale 14 pounds ladies and gentlemen 14 pound turn by Lugak Londorg and that is very near the world record set by the German in Montreal in 1976 and they clean off the turn and it looks like the Korean Nook Wally Lo is stepping up He's got his little red helmet on, his little red spandex shorts. He stripped them down rather quickly. He looks like he's got a sense of urgency. He's squatting down on the scale. He can't even pump. Oh, it's squirting out. It's squirting. Oh, my God. It looks like he's got the diarrhea. He will be disqualified, ladies and gentlemen. He will be disqualified. Oh, he's made a horrible mess. You can hear the crowd react. Many of them holding their noses. The Korean, it looks like noodles. And oh, oh, it's just. Oh, the judges are cleaning it up. One of them's fallen. One of the judges has fallen in the Korean diarrhea. The crowd going berserk. They're, they're upset. They're angered. And they're happy to see the Korean disqualified as they spray off the scale. And we see Canadian champion. Paul LeBranche, he's jogging on the spot, getting ready. He shakes his head back and forth. And he prepares to step onto the scale. A big brute, bruiser of a human being, tipping the scales at over 300 pounds. Paul LeBranche slowly rolls his spandex trousers off. He squats, ladies and gentlemen. He squats, and it looks like he's taken his time. We talked to his coach earlier, and one thing he instilled into his champion is to take your time there's no need to rush the shit out of your ass and here he goes a very slow log yes when I say log ladies and gentlemen I mean timber log there is a log coming out a giant log it's slowly crawling creeping out of his swollen anus and it's taking its time like a turtle running against the hair here it comes slowly. Everybody in the crowd's head is tilted sideways. It's like watching ketchup drip out of a bottle. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. It's about a three-foot thunder log, and it's plopped onto the scale. 17 pounds for the Canadian champion. 17 pounds. This could be a world record. And oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness, Paul LeBranche has gone into celebratory mode. He's actually stood the log up. He's found some pebbles off the track. He's put them into the log like little eyes. It looks like a shit snowman, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable showmanship. The crowd going wild, cameras flashing. And we're down to our last contestant. Can the Jamaican champion, Rondo Mola, produce... A giant turd that weighs more than 17 pounds. Here he goes. He's got his long dreadlocks hanging off the back of his head. A look of intensity as he knows he's up some tough competition here. He rolls up his green and yellow spandex suit. Slowly rolling off. He's, he's elected to wear Birkenstock sandals. A pair of Birkenstock sandals opposed to the other contestants who... Went barefoot. Here he goes. He squats. He goes into a squat and it looks like he's doing some kind of tantric chant. 
He's almost willing the giant loaf to come out of his ass. He's pushing too hard. He's pushing too hard, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, he's pushed it out like a bullet. It's bounced off the scale. It's flying through the air. It's airborne. It's heading towards the gun. Oh, and it's hit the Queen of England. The Queen of England has a large Jamaican loaf on the brim of her hat. Security is scrambling. Security is scrambling. They've taken the Queen down behind her seat. Her hat smothered in Jamaican shit. And it looks like that's going to lead to another disqualification. We have our champion, the gold medal winner, Canadian Paul LaBranche, has won the shit drop at the London 2012 Olympics. What an event. What a competition. I'm Charles Parsley. We'll see you back later for more events. Now back to Harlan Williams at the Harlan Highway. What the hell was that? Roger? Are you kidding me? This guy's at the, the Summer Olympics in London. Is that even an event? It is. Well, I, I'd never, I've never heard of that one. Okay, well, he's there. He's, he's covering it, and... Uh, our thanks to Charles Parsley, another exciting uh, athletic event competition. And uh, we'll be checking in again, going back for more Olympic action uh, here on the highway. Um, but in the meantime... That's right. That's right. There it is. It's all part of my scheme. I'm sure you're getting sick of it already. Maybe not. Maybe you like it. Maybe you want to be brainwashed. A lot of people in this life want to be told how to think. So there you go. And speaking of getting sick of something, have you ever been sick? Have you ever met these people that get sick? Like that they're sick or they've had surgery or they're not supposed to get out of bed or they've been given strict instructions by their doctor not to do something. And then they do it. They violate the instructions of the doctor and you're out with your buddy or your friend or your girlfriend. And they're like, oh, my God, if my doctor knew I was doing this right now, he'd kill me. He told me not now. He told me not to do this. He'd kill me. All right, I've met people like that. I I dated a girl once who had surgery and uh she, you know, she had some work done on her uh boobies. And um the doctor was like, "Yeah, d- don't move anything. Don't lift anything. Don't don't do anything strenuous. Don't, you know, pick up any big boxes uh because this needs like d- like 6 weeks to heal." If you move anything, if you lift anything, you will tear the tissue. You will uh, compromise the uh, area that we worked on. And you will undo all the work I've done as a surgeon. And, uh, you know, that's the story I heard when the surgery was over. And then a week and a half later, she decided to, like, remodel her apartment and get rid of a bunch of furniture and move a bunch of stuff. 
and kind of being bullheaded and all that, started lifting like tables and chairs and headboards and boxes and, you know, basically remodeling her place. And, you know, this was a week and a half after uh, the surgery. And, of course, she tells me, oh, my God, my doctor would kill me if he knew what I did. I mean, he told me not to lift stuff. He would just kill me. He would kill me if he knew I was lifting a kitchen table and a fridge. Well, guess what? This person damaged the area and uh, subsequently had to go back in and get the procedure done all over again. It was painful. It was uh, it was a, it was a it was a pain in the ass. And I don't know why people do it. Check this out. I was playing racquetball the other day with a buddy and he brought his friend. OK, he, he brought his friend from uh, out of town who was visiting and and he wanted to watch right so he's sitting there watching us play racquetball and uh we go on a little break and in between he's like yeah man i just had uh, both my hips replaced i guess this guy used to play football and was a little banged up and this is like a 40 year old dude and he's they had uh, dip surgery a few weeks ago man uh, as you can see, I'm limping and I'm just, you know, starting to recuperate. I'm like, oh, cool. So while we're sitting there having our break, the racquetball court's open. He grabs the ra- the ball from the racquetball and walks into the court. And he goes, yeah, I used to play a lot of handball back in the day. And he starts uh, smashing the, uh, the, the racquetball ball against the wall. And using his hand as a racket, he's running around and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, what? And he comes out. He's like, yeah, man, my my doctor would kill me if he knew I was doing this. He told me, man, just take it easy. No strenuous activity. Definitely no sports. Man, he'd, he'd take my head off if he knew I was doing this. Well, guess what, guys? And uh, how many of you have done that? The reason the doctor says don't do it is because you're not supposed to do it. Okay, you're uh, you're damaging the work that was done. You're slowing down the process. You're hurting yourself. And that's the way it works with pain with with hospitals. It's like you go in, you've got damage, you've got an injury. It's painful. It's horrible. It's bleeding. It's swollen. It's this. It's that you're limping. And the doctors go in and do a fix. And the minute you leave the hospital, psychologically, you go, oh, I'm cured. I'm cured. My two broken legs are back. My kidney's gone, but I'm back. I can play hockey now. Oh, they removed my, amputated my arm, but uh, I'm still going to go play tennis. And you kind of, your mind is like tricked into thinking you're, you're perfectly normal the way you were before you went in. But it's not true. You need that uh, recuperation time, man. So uh, I, I kind of wish doctors followed through on their promise, right? Or they, they, they appeared based on a patient's uh, terminology. My doctor would kill me if I knew I was doing this. You know, he, oh, Dr. Dr. Jones, what are you doing here? I told you I'd kill you. <laughs> oh, oh. It was just a sprained wrist. Oh, right? 
Doctor should actually show up and kill you if you uh, disobey their orders. So don't be a doofus. Take the time you need to heal. And, uh, you know, don't, uh, you got to feel all right. You got to, you got to get LA fever and you got to feel all right. Huh? That's right. Just a little sneaky segue in there, and uh, you know, back to my own medicine, back to my uh, brainwashing. And uh, as your mental physician, I'm ordering not—I'm ordering you not to adjust your podcast. You have to ride it through. Defy me. Prove to me that you're—you're uh, you're never going to, uh, you know, hum this tune or sing this tune. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, that's right, that's right. Um, I want to talk to you guys about moments, okay? There's some moments in life that happen so fast that can you all please stop telling me about them? Because I'm never going to share in them with you. No one around you is going to share in these moments with you. Your friends, your family, your kids. And let me tell you what these moments are, okay? These are moments that you see in the blink of an eye and can never be rewound. They're real-life moments, okay? Like lightning strikes, all right? Or fish jumping, okay? Or shooting stars. Oh, look at the shooting star! What? Where? Well, it was, it was just it, it, over there by... The Big Dipper, and then it went past Orion's Belt and into the X's 9 star cluster, and then through that Milky Way over to the... <laughs> okay, thanks. But it was beautiful. It was it had a big tail, a big best shooting star I've ever seen. How could you not see it? Because uh, I was looking the other way. Right? Or you're out, you're out swimming, or you're out at the lake, and... You just happen to be looking one way, and it's like, big fish launches out of the water, right? And what do you do? You go, oh, my God, look at the the fish jumping. Look at the jumping fish. Like as if everyone's going to turn and see the fish in midair. Oh, yeah, look at that fish. Oh, my God. Thank God it's going in slow motion. It's like a scene in a movie where a car crash, right? We just see the car get airborne, and it's rolling through the sky in slow motion, and it hits and blows up and tumbles, and everything's super slow. What? That's what the fish is doing? No. You don't even register that a fish jumped until it's already splashed down, my friends. It's like splash, jump, airborne, splash, back, and then you're like, oh, my God, a fish just jumped. Look at the fish. Look at the fish! Look at the fish! Everyone looks. What? What? Well, the fish just jumped. Well, I I see some ripples. Oh, it was huge. You should have seen it was this big. Uh Uh-huh. Those ripples don't look so big. But it was, I mean, it flipped in its tail, and I saw its fins, and uh uh-huh. Sorry I missed it. Sorry, 
Sorry, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a superhero. I'm not the Flash. Okay, and I can turn my head the second uh, I hear a, a, a water movement. And lightning? You ever? You, you know? You ever do that one? You're out on the porch. It's raining. You're sitting in the living room. Look at the lightning! Where? It, where? It's right. Um, it's right there. Um, I, I, I know I saw it. Uh huh. No, oh, look at look at. There's another one. Look at the lightning. Where? It's. Uh, it was this. In this, it came down, and it was. How long was it there? Uh, one point two three megabytes of a of a millisecond. Oh, hmm, funny. How did I miss that? I don't know. It was right there. Huh. Imagine that. I missed the lightning. Yeah, and a fish jumped right through the lightning. And then a shooting star hit the fish. All right, up yours. Up yours, too. So don't even bother sharing those. Just keep them to yourself like a little golden memory, a little treat. Keep Store it in your... Store it in your memory banks. Oh, remember that day I saw that fish jump and no one else did? Oh, let, let me rewind in my mind just before I go to sleep all my favorite lightning strikes. Oh, oh let, me, let me dream about my shooting stars. Okay? It's over, man. Um, and speaking of over, oh, my God, look at the time. It's it's over. This podcast is over. We're at the end of the podcast, just like that, just like a fish jumping, just like a a shooting star, just like lightning coming down. Down. Wait a minute. Did did you say down? Oh, this podcast ain't over yet. Too deep a good to drown. Ooh, I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting that voice down. Down. Um, well, that is the end of the show. Your brainwashing session is over. And uh, I hope you enjoy singing that song at some point very soon. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, folks, don't forget to check out uh, my new animated uh, television series, on Nickelodeon, uh, put it in your DVR, your TiVo. It's called Robot and Monster. Uh, really great show. I was talking about it last podcast. Really fun, and uh, I think you'll you'll love it. So check that out. I do the voice of Monster, and uh, fabule, as they say. Um, don't forget, check this out, harlowwilliams.com. Check out the stand-up schedule. Go to the store. Buy your merch. Um, check out the YouTube page, uh, Harlem Williams YouTube, and uh, the Harlem Williams uh, Facebook backslash official Harlan Williams site, uh, at Harlan Williams on Twitter. So many damn things. I purposely didn't join LinkedIn, and I'm not joining any more social networks. It's too much work. It's too much work I, to say it all. Um, so it's Facebook, YouTube, and, uh, Twitter. 
Get get on the ride. Uh, correspond with other pavement pounders. And uh, and that's it. Um, no more announcements. Uh, if you want to write me, I'm at harlowwilliams.com. If you want to uh, call me, leave a phone message, 323-739-4330. Let me know. Uh, please call me and let me know if my brainwashing worked and you caught yourself humming this song. So we'll end it there, getting funky, getting down. That's it. Thanks for being here, folks. And until next time, a big, deep, deep bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. So deep, I could have drowned.